Before we start the show, we want to let you know about our 2021 listener survey. This is where you can let us know your feedback and your thoughts about the show so that way we can make it better for you. And as a bonus, and I thank you for taking the survey, we are giving away a $50 gift card. One lucky winner will be drawn, so all you have to do is take the survey and leave us your email address. Thank you so much for your support. And to take the survey, go to rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey. This episode is brought to you by Shop Disney. They have everything you can imagine from toys to clothing to action figures to movies to CDs. It is your one-stop shop. And especially with Halloween just around the corner, they have the most beautiful Halloween costumes for kids and adults. Also, you get free shipping with orders of 75 or more. Just use the code SHIPMAGIC. Be sure to go to rotoscopers.com slash shop Disney. Now on to the show. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 223, the best Disney villain songs ranked. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello, patrons. Surprise, surprise. Chelsea and I were recording our nerdy couch discussion episode, and I said, hey, pause that. Why don't we just go live to the patrons and let them see behind the scenes as we're recording this one? So this is going to be basically our process as we are recording this. So Chelsea, are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. Now, if you're watching this live and you are in the Facebook group, you can definitely type live in the chat comments. So we're going to try to keep it like focused as much as possible, but we will definitely be seeing your chats as they come. So with that, shall we do this, Chelsea? Let's do it. All right. Hey there, animation addicts. My name is Chelsea Robson. And I'm Morgan Stradling. And Chelsea, I have a question for you. Ask away. If you were in a Disney film, a Disney animated film, would you be a villain or a hero? Hmm. I mean, speaking honestly, I don't think I could do the villain thing. <laughs> I'm just not very good at it. So definitely I would, You're I would too probably sweet. end up... I am. I, I just have a difficult time with the whole villain situations, uh, but I do find them ever so delicious. So, And I would be a villain. I, sorry, I can't <laughs> deny it. My that's inner, why we're a good team. <laughs> yes, yes, that's why we work so well. We have the yin and the yang. If you know me, you know that my heart, my heart's desire is to be a part of Slytherin House. And no matter how many times I go on Pottermore and the sorting hat sorts me, the various different tests, even out there on the internet, like I, I go to all lengths to take the sorting hat quiz. <laughs> no, I am always put in Ravenclaw, never in Slytherin. Always a Ravenclaw, never a Slytherin, always a bridesmaid, never a bride sort of thing. And <laughs> it just pains me because I want it so, so badly. It's just, I feel it. 
I, I resonate with Slytherin, which, you know, there never was a Slytherin that didn't turn out evil, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, I there never there, was an evil that never, that didn't start in Slytherin. Yes, so. yes there we go. Yeah, that, let's, let's give the Slytherin chap some, some, <laughs> there is some, some possibility of, of not, just, like, you're, you're 11 years old, you're being sorted <laughs> and like, well, evil. <laughs> Could you imagine that being put on you like, well, there goes my future. <laughs> You're oh going to lean God. with it or fight it until eventually it gets you. So anyways, today we are doing something really, really fun. We are ranking all of the Disney villain songs. We're kind of on a villain. We're, tr- we're kind of on a music kick. Last episode, we talked about different filler songs in Disney musicals. And musicals in general have different buckets that some of these songs fall into. There's the I want song. There is, you know, we talked about the filler song, which may or may not be conscious on the composer's part. And then there obviously are villain songs. You know, if there is a villain in this piece, many times the villain does get his or her own song and they are epic and they are juicy and they are oh so good. So that's why we're going to dive into those today. I will give a little bit of a caveat here. Because I tried to go back to the very beginning of Disney movies, and they really didn't start doing the Disney villain song as we know them today until about the Renaissance era. So when you're going back that far, there's a lot of these songs that are less specific to the normal rules of what you would be considered today. Normally, my list would say the rules would be like, it's the villain singing about himself and what he's got going on, he or she has got going on. While if you go back further, uh, as you will see, it's I've just because I really wanted to include some of these songs, I decided to <laughs> forgo <laughs> those nice. rules for our own sakes. So, what are your rules? It's okay. So you're gonna have to help me with this. So I think what I just decided that the rules was it needed to be about the villain. Not necessarily sung by them, but also could be about the villain's crew or the villain's group. The gang, the posse, the henchmen. Yeah. The bad guys. So yeah. if you're on the side of evil or doing bad, you that would categorize as a villain song. It doesn't have to be about the number one head honcho. Correct. But that really only applies to the first song on my list. And okay. it's just because I, I liked it. And so I wanted to add it. Nice. So All she, right, added, her, she added a very specific rule simply so she could put this one in there. Great. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's jump into it. All right. Okay. Okay. Now I am. Okay. okay so rewind it back. So I can. Life is a wonderful life and never bury your bones. But when it's all over, a jolly sea rover drops in on his friend, Davy Jones. Oh, his very good friend, Davy Jones. (laughs) Very nice. On the scale of like one to five, we'll say, how would you rank a pirate's life? I mean, a two. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's a little, it's a little bop, but it's such a blink and you miss it sort of thing. And like you said, it's not necessarily about Captain Hook. I mean, that one is fun, but it's really not no meat to the bone for that one. 
Okay. So the next one that I could consider as we're moving through the Disney canon would be from Lady and the Tramp, and that would be the Siamese Cat Song, which on its own has, you know, who knows, how good are the Siamese Cats as a villain? Not great, but I mean, Aunt Sarah didn't have one, so <laughs> we're going with them. Now we looking over our new domicile. If we like, we stay for maybe quite a while. I think one of the things that make this song so great, number one, it's sang by Brenda Lee, who yes. is iconic and she's wonderful. But one part that really doesn't capture when you're listening to this is the visual component of this song. Just yeah. how in sync everything is, the cats with their tails and their heads bobbing back and forth to the beat, and some of the different visual gags that appear, you know, with the fish, you know, they're chasing that. They're just really rascals. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I like it. Again, it's one that I always enjoyed growing up when I'd watch this movie. It was just, I thought they were just so frustratingly great. <laughs> they're just so yeah. naughty, if you will. Um, but they, they know what they're doing and they're bad, but they're not like that bad. I mean, really they, that's the most we see of them at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like there's a few things right. where they try to get in the way, but then it's, then they're kind of like pushed to the side. Um, so, yeah. so I would rank that song again, a two, two and a half. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. They're just not very, the, they themselves are not great villains. The dog catcher is a bigger villain than they are, but you know, they are definitely <laughs> a, a, not the, <laughs> for the main character at all. So there you go. All right. Now we're moving on to 101 Dalmatian. That's it. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Oh, to Roger. see her is to take a sudden chill. <gasps> Cruella, Cruella. She's like a spider waiting for the kill. Roger, Look she'll hear you. Cruella de Vil. At first you think Cruella. Oh, it's so good. I don't want you to stop. <laughs> I know. You know what's great about this song is that this is a villain song about the villain, not sung by the villain. That's and, how you know you are yeah. too good when other people are writing hit songs about you. And I hope she got some royalties as part of this. <laughs> I, don't, I doubt it. <laughs> Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have been able to afford that Dalmatian plantation at the end. <laughs> yes, that's true. But yeah, All I right. think that's an iconic song. It has such a beat. It's so great. I didn't want you to stop. Um, Cruella de Vil in her own right is an amazing villain. And so I would rank that one four stars. I give it, yeah. I would say four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. Just like how long it's lasted yeah. through the years. And everybody knows this song. And whether or not they've seen the original or whether they've seen any of the reiterations, they know this song. And especially with the, the new movie that came out, it was always like, ooh, Cruella. So mm -hmm. it was, I believe it was the song that made her who she was. Oh, yeah. Or took her to the next level for sure. Yeah. Now we're moving on to the sword and the stone, which is one that I think most people would forget. You with our 
Man Grimm. Oh, that's terrible. Thank you, my boy. But that's nothing, nothing for me. Oh, because I'm the magnificent, marvelous man, Madam Mim. You know what? I can even change size. So, Mad Madam Mim. First off, as a villain in her own right, I think she's quite good. Um, oh, yes. She's over the top, fun, and quite the charmer uh, when compared to Merlin, and like quite the the back and forth that they are able to have. So I love Madame Mim, and then the song she does a great job too. Yeah, the song you're able to get a little bit more about her, who she is. Uh, obviously, with her name, Mad, 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 Madame Mim, she's leaning into the fact that she's she's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and you get to really feel for who she is and just her personality. And I think it's mm -hmm. a fabulous villain song. I think it's the first yes. one that I'm going to give five stars, even though I kind of forget about it. When you think of I definitely villain forget songs, about this like one. if you would have said like name the top five villain songs, I wouldn't have thought about this one initially. Yeah. I would have totally forgotten about this one. I wouldn't have connected with it. And it was only when going through it that I brought it up, which is probably why I would give it a four star. In fact, actually, I'm going to go back and I'm going to change my 101 Dalmatians to five because of its iconic nature mm -hmm. and make this a four and a half. All right. So we've gone through a lot of the earlier years of Disney. And now we are moving into, we're getting closer and closer to the Renaissance. And this is definitely where they start really hamming it up and adding some <laughs> fabulous villains. So here we go to the world's greatest criminal mind. Simmering in my great criminal brain. Even meaner, you mean it. Man, that one is so good. It's five minutes long and I didn't want you to stop. And it's such an epic song. There's so many good parts. He has that opening monologue that oh, is gosh, leading yeah. us into the song. He's talking about his plan. He's talking about what he's going to do and what ultimately this is going to do for him. And then he just sings a song about how great and wonderful he is with his henchmen also doing it as well. Yes. And I love the variety in this song. There's like slow moments. There's, you know, where the, the harp goes, doo -doo -doo, and then he sings like right. a sadder, slower version. It reminds me in Be Our Guest when Lumiere is singing the slower part during that part. It, it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. And I believe this is Alan Menken, so I'm not surprised. No, it's Henry Mancini. Did Alan Menken do this song or? Well, it, well, it says Henry Mancini is the one. And he was, he is so, so good. This was actually, when you go back and listen to our Great Mass Detective episode, yes, I mentioned that this was the last movie that he was able to do. And he's also the composer of the Pink Panther theme. Oh, so oh. the man knows how to write a theme. I loved this soundtrack in general. And I love this song. Five out of five. Yes. Yeah. I, we could just go on and on and on about how amazing this song is. It's so good. 
it's it's five out of five, no question. I didn't realize that this one wasn't his villain song, but I do want to throw it in there just because I love it so much. Okay. a crime we know by now the time knows how to fly <laughs> so here's goodbye so soon you'll find your separate way time's so short i'll say so long and go so soon Oh my gosh, I love that song so much. You I follow think... me, I'll follow you. And that's where it, it naturally just starts. Um, yes. it, in the movie, it eases out, but the song goes on for quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing I love about, I realized why I didn't put this into the filler song, because uh, this one really should be one of the filler songs. Right. And the reason why was because we I had already put in Let Me Be Good to You, <laughs> which I'm like, I love this soundtrack. There's just a <laughs> lot of filler in that movie, and that's okay. Yeah, this is for sure not a villain song. Eh, I guess it could be, but it's definitely more of a filler song. If you removed this from the entire movie, nothing changes. Oh, but it's so much. It's just so <laughs> sad. Okay, now we're moving on. This one is not entirely a villain but it's as close as you're going to get to a villain song in this next film, which is from Oliver and Company. Sometimes it's too much for even me. Mom, when all the world says yes, then who am I to say no? Don't ask a mother. villain song uh she is not the villain but she is definitely like a an antagonist she's an antagonist in the picture um if you're looking you know i think cleese or something like what was the villain of this movie uh it's been a long time and this is actually a movie we've never done the dude with the the dobermans yeah yes which (laughs) i love the dobermans i love me my dobermans fabulous but I'm surprised, Chelsea, you've never gotten another Doberman after Princess. You keep getting these other dogs, which are not a Doberman. And I'm always, I know I love them and you love them, but I'm always disappointed. I know. I love Dobermans so, so much. And eventually I will get another one. And as I say that, my dog is over there just like snoring. So she's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> what's up? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, so I am, as a villain song, because it's not technically a villain and because it's not technically, you know, if you're looking at technicalities, you're probably going to be, it probably knocks it down to about a three as a villain song. But as a song in general, this is one of my favorite songs. It's a five 
as a song in my book. Yeah. Georgette is fabulous. Let's just put it that way. She is fabulous. And this is a villain song. It teaches you and tells you about who this person is, what to expect, what she's all about. And lo and behold, she's like most villains all about her. And just the animation of this, and she's such a diva, and she's so pompous. <laughs> it's great. It's fun. It's kind of filler, but it's it's perfect. So perfect isn't easy. So for <laughs> that reason, I think three and a half stars. Okay. All righty. Moving on to the next one. We're moving on in the Renaissance years, people. This one needs no introduction. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my court and cry, spells us to please, and I help them. Yes, I do. Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price. Oh, we love this song. Just mic drop. It's so good. It's so perfect. It's critical to the plot. Yes. It is one of the inciting moments where Ariel turns into um, a human. And it just does it. It's because it's Howard Ashman. He, Mm -hmm. he's going to come up in a, you know, quite a few of these next few ones, but, oh, Howard Ashman, he's, so good and he left us way 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 too soon because he understood the villain and how to write for them and how to make it just so delectable and good so five stars like ursula's song is it yes it is all right moving on no one's slick as Gaston, no one's quick as Gaston, no one's next as incredibly thick as Gaston, for there's no man in town half as manly, perfect of your paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you whose team they prefer to be on. Beautiful. It's another masterpiece by Howard Ashman. And what we see during this song is Gaston is really down in his dumps. He's down, he's just in the pits, and he's so bummed out at the very beginning. And LeFou is the one who kind of leads us into the song. You know, they start with the the monologuing, they're talking. And, well, it's not monologuing, but we start with their dialogue and it leads into LeFou singing and it leads into ultimately everybody singing. Gaston just can't help himself when he's reminded about how great he is. He just <laughs> takes over and then everyone in the pub just joins in and it's just, this, it ends in this epic musical number that's so, so good. And it makes you realize, yeah, this is Gaston. Everyone loves him. Everyone's obsessed with him. He doesn't even have to try. Ugh. We learned think, so much about him. I mean, at this point, he's already pretty well developed, but we just learn even more why yeah. he's so good. Yes, I I agree. I do think it's interesting because this song, it was it doesn't necessarily show what his goal is in the end. It more just pads his ego and builds up who he is. But sometimes um, isn't that the goal of some villains? Maybe it's all about them. I mean, he just wants he wants Belle. Yeah. 
He, but he only wants Belle because she's the most beautiful. For the image. Flower. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an image thing for him. And so I think even though that isn't expressed here, it's building on that. So how would you compare this song, Gaston, to the mob song, Kill the Beast? Yeah, that's definitely another villain song. This one leads more to, you know, ultimately our climax and what's going to happen. Um, it, this is kind of like part two. You know, here we're learning all about him and why he thinks he's so great and jovial and and just the greatest specimen ever on earth. And then we things get real in the mob song. And you can see because of all the things that he's able to do in the, the initial Gaston song, what he's able to do and how he's able to incite a mob to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. How easily they are led. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He is a leader. Well, he, yeah, he does a good job with that. Okay. So we're moving on to Aladdin. Aladdin. But the problem is, is Jafar never really has a full out villain song. He Mm -hmm. gets a reprise, which I feel like was one of the biggest sad days of just him as a villain. The fact that he doesn't get a full out villain song. I guess they tried to give him one in the second movie, (laughs) but (sighs) let's forget that was a thing. We still are. We've yet to review it. For good reason. Right. Prince Ali, yes, it is he, but not as you know him. Read my lips and come to grips with reality. Yes, meet a blast from your past, whose lies were too good to laugh. Say hello to your precious Prince Ali. Or should I say, Aladdin? Ali! <laughs> Jasmine, I tried to tell you, but. So Ali turns out to be merely Aladdin. Yes, I know every single lyric and line in this movie. I've watched it over 500 times at this point, and I am not ashamed. Oh, it's so good. And I, you know what I really love about the song? You know, yes, we miss out big time hearing Jonathan Freeman, which is the voice of Jafar, singing. We just get kind of this little reprise, as you say. But you know what? Normally the reprise it's sung by the initial person, right? The, you know, so you would expect Aladdin to sing this, but just the fact that, you know, they take Prince Ali and they flip it on his head. Um, and he's getting, and Prince Ali is getting caught out in his lie. You know, Prince Ali is all about the lie and the Prince Ali reprise is all about revealing that. And that is ultimately what Jafar wants. He doesn't want anyone to get in his way. Aladdin has messed up his plans with the Sultan, with the princess. So this is his big villainous moment to get rid of Aladdin. He's gotten the genie. He's gotten everything that he wants. So now he just has to get rid of Aladdin, who's just a pawn. Or he thinks, Mm -hmm. he doesn't think Aladdin is as great as he is. He thinks he's just someone who got lucky and got the lamp. Yeah. It's so good. But he is the diamond in the rough. It is so good. The diamond in the rhymed in the rough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we're moving into, I would say, more questionable territory. Um, Questionable. Just because it's not my favorite movie, but we're moving into The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I couldn't really decide who the villain was in this movie. Because if you're looking at it from the case of the the world outside of Halloween Town, Jack is the villain. He's the one that's going around and kidnapping Santa Claus. He's the one <laughs> kidnapping all these things and ruining running amok. And so I couldn't decide whether or not his song of... 
Um, this is his song. Oh, this is Oogie Boogie Man's song. Oogie Boogie's the villain. Oogie Boogie is the villain, though. So we'll stick with this one. Oh, Danny Elfman. Well, well, well. What have we here? Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. Mr. Wilson. So, so. First off, <laughs> wonderful singing voice. Yeah. That is Kenneth Ken Page. He's oh, just, it's so good. He's, he's incredibly talented. Now, he's also been in a few other movies. The number one, other than this one, obviously this is his biggest, you know, animated role, is All Dogs Go to Heaven. He was King Gator. So a little that tidbit for you. But he's so good that here. And, and this is a great song. I love just the style of it, how it's sort of jazzy. It just goes mm-hmm. really, really well. All right. So that is, we'll stick with that as the villain song. But if we were to say that Jack was the villain, then Jack's Lament would probably be the one. Yet year after year, it's the same routine. And I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I, Jack, the pumpkin king. Have grown so tired of the same old Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones. So, would you consider this to be the I Want song <laughs> or the villain song? I mean, I personally don't consider him to be a villain. Okay. The story is his story. Even though he's doing bad things, does that make sense? Like bad, yeah. Um, because he's our protagonist, he's good. <laughs> you know, <we're, laughs> we, we don't really see another alternative. You know, there's other more worse people from his perspective that are that yeah. are you know creating problems. So yeah, that would kind of fall more into an "I Want" song for me. Okay, we're moving that to the "I Want" songs. All right, and now we're moving into the Lion King. And that opening is really cool. Mm-hmm. I never thought how you was essential. <laughs> They're crude and unspeakably plain. <laughs> they were glimmer of potential if allied to my vision and brain. I know that your powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. No fool, we're gonna kill him. Simba too. Simba too. <laughs> His voice acting in this is 
so incredibly good. Yeah. And especially if you're listening to that very beginning where he's just kind of like talking himself into the song. It's so delicious. Just every little, little like flip of his voice just makes me just want to just love. I just love it so, so much. Yes. So this is sung by Jeremy Irons. He's just known for so, so many things. You know, he's won a Tony award and just, he's done so many Shakespearean things. He's really a Shakespearean guy, you know, and a, a film, a theater guy, but he's done so many other things as well, but he's truly talented. He's an expert at his craft, but one tidbit about this song, some fun trivia for you is this song is partially him and partially the voice of Ed. Do you know who is the voice of Ed in this film? Oh, isn't it the guy who does everything? Yes. Jim Cummings, the guy <laughs> who does Cummings. everything. And he's so amazing. And once you hear him, you can't unhear him. And yeah. so what happened was for the final verse, Jeremy actually blew out his vocal cords. So he had recorded, you know, the majority of the song, but for that last verse, he just couldn't do it. So they brought in Jim Cummings and he sings the final verse. So the verse that starts, so prepare for the coup of the century. Um, and everything from there on is Jim Cummings, which is just crazy to me. And also shows how yeah. talented Jim Cummings is. So I want you yeah. to fast forward to that last verse, just to see if we can kind of tell that there is a slight change. Okay. Sure is littered with prizes, and though I may have point that I must emphasize is where he kept his voice. You won't get a sniff without me. So you can hear it there. Yeah, you can hear a little Jim Cummings. He sounds like Pete. You can hear it there too. fun little tidbit. You can you. totally hear it. You can I hear mean, it. If you are listening for it and you are very attuned to Jim Cummings' voice, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you're great and you're talented and you're amazing. And this is so awesome that they were able to splice this together. But we yeah. know, we know. James Marston. Yeah. Oh, Jason Marston and Bill Farmer. <laughs> All right. So, sorry. Continue, Chelsea. All right. So now this, you may not believe this, Morgan. But the next villain song is going to be coming from a Goofy movie, what? sung by, by yes. Because if you really look at this, the story, the story is about Max, and Max has a goal. He has his I want of I want to stand out and be the be you know Above who Max. Yeah, he wants to stand out of the crowd, and the way he decides to do this is by trying to impress this girl. Well. This whole time, Goofy is the antagonist force keeping him from all his dreams. And so the villain song in this is going to be on the open road. And for some reason, uh, YouTube won't let me play the, the normal one. So we're going to listen to <laughs> a little bit of James Marsden and Bill Farmer singing on the open road at the 23 in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
god. He's actually get his part. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, they are amazing. they are such cool people. They're such way cool to rub people. it in, Chelsea. It. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're moving on. We're gonna go to Pocahontas, and Pocahontas Ooh. has. I mean, I just this is a delicious song, and I love it. It's gold, and it's mine, mine, mine. <laughs> I love that song. They also have wonderful play on words with mine, you know, to to mine the gold, and and then also on the flip side where he means no, it is mine, mine, mine. So you guys mine what is mine, mine, mine. It's yes. And it's Steven Schwartz. Steven Schwartz is, you know, Alan Menken did the music and Steven Schwartz did the lyrics. And Steven Schwartz is best known for Hunchback of Notre Dame and, of course, Wicked. So may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Speaking of Hunchback of Notre Dame, there that villain song is kind of, he, okay, uh, you have it kind of Ooh. sprinkled throughout, but when it gets to like the main villain part of the temptation side, oh goodness. Yes. yes. Oh goodness. We're going to skip forward here and find it. Heaven's light and hell's fire. Definitely two juxtaposition happening right there. Yes. I feel her, I see her, the sun caught in her raven hair is blazing in me out of all control. Like fire, hell fire, this fire in my skin, this burning desire is turning oh sure it is it's totally your fault do not blame (laughs) another person for your actions she is a temptress no (laughs) you're just disgusting yes that one's so good it's super good it's It's epic it's it's very very dark and uh, more adult in nature than what you would expect from a disney song and his motives and uh, motivation for what he does is a lot more sinister and disgusting uh-huh. yes. than, uh, let's say, Madame Mim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And now we're moving on to a, a movie that most people dislike, but I love. I, 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 I just have to say it. I love the villain song. They call me mean, boys depraved and nasty too, and they seem boys the cruelest thing I do. You see, I, your little little daughter, the sweetest way of rustling the end of Cause when I, your little little daughter, why looky how them cows can hit 
hypnotized. He don't prod, he don't yell. Still he drives and doggies well, which ain't easy when your chaps are labeled XXXXL. Oh gosh, I just, I would have left it going, but we're going to stop. Nice. So that is actually a very interesting song. You know, Alameda Splim, he's horrible, still in all the cattle <laughs> in all of Texas, but hey, he has a yodel inside to him. And so when he sings the actual yodel, it sounds very much like Bill Farmer to me. Like it sounds like Goofy during that part. Like to me, it, it sounds like a different person. So I looked it up and he does the singing part, but the yodeling is actually performed by two different guys, Randy Irwin and Carrie Christensen. You know, Randy Irwin is just an old cowboy actor. And then Carrie Christensen, if you look him up, he li- comes up listed as American yodeler. So if you need yodeling in your songs or <laughs> anywhere, this is the guy to go to. So um, it's interesting that they use both of them for this. But because uh, I, I, I was thinking, I was like, wow, I wonder what his voice lessons were like Randy's when he was learning the song. Uh, and no, they were, there were no yodeling. <laughs> They're not going to make him do that. To be had. Let's just hire no. a professional. <laughs> I started yodeling when I was seven. Uh, my mom taught me on the way to something, but it, like, even then it wasn't good. <laughs> like, I wasn't, it took me quite a lot, a while. And if you're interested, you can check out my how to yodel video on our YouTube channel. Cause that's fabulous. That has a couple hundred thousand views. Not bad. It does. Too shabby. Hey, hey, hey. It's a great party trick. It is, but you can't use it too often. Cause then people are just like, wait, wait, what? 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 All right, moving on. The Princess and the Frog. And don't you disrespect me, little man. Kind of like an oogie boogie vibe. Don't you derogate or deride. You're in my world now, not your world. And I got friends on the other side. That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little hard with it. Don't worry. Sit down at my tea. Put your mind at ease. <laughs> That's a good yes, song. He does. It's yeah, it's good. It's not one of my favorites. It's probably probably one of my middle of the pack villain songs. It just yeah. doesn't capture me capture me like some of the other ones, you know, by you know, Mankin. Howard Ashman, Glenn Slater, all those guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I do love the jazziness of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to listen to. It's got the zing to it. It's just some politics, darling. Yes. I, I do love it. But yeah, you're right. Like this, in general, the Princess and the Frog soundtrack doesn't come to my mind easily. I have to go back in and listen yeah. to the songs in yeah. order to sing them. Okay, now we're moving on to Tangled. Mother knows best. Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out there. Mother knows best. One way or another, something will go wrong. I swear. Ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes. The plague. Yes. (laughs) Also large bugs. Men with pointy teeth. And stop no more. You'll just upset me. Mother's right here. Mother will protect you. Darling, here's what I suggest. 
Mother does know best. Nearly all the songs on the Tangled soundtrack are so good, but this is probably one of the top contenders for the best song. I, but they're all so good. It's like, ah, like my babies, I can't. They're just all right neck and neck and neck, but really, yeah. really good. I love the passive aggressive nature of it. I love that it's kind of mm-hmm. old school show tunes and yeah. you it's a foil to Rapunzel, who's more poppy, you know, more modern, yeah. where this is you know more old Broadway. It's sung by Donna Murphy, who is just a legend in Broadway. So at this point in Disney history, they really were bringing in like the big guns. It's like, no, you need to sing and act and do it all. You know, we're not going to bring in someone to sing for you. Uh, And hey, it's a it's a song. Hey, it's a Disney princess musical. So we're just going to go straight to Broadway and get the best of the best. And they did. And I'm so glad that they did, because I, I love Broadway. And I love the influences that it has on animated film. And they just work so well together. And this is like one of the reasons why Howard Ashman came to, to Disney. Because he was just like, you know, this I, I can make this work for you. And he totally did. And to have Alan Macon come back and do all the songs for this and just really bring it to the next level is just so good. Yeah. Okay. We are on our last song. This is our last villain song of the Disney really? of Disney, basically, and it's more or less a dis- uh, a villain song. Let's let's take a look. <laughs> more or less. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. I will sparkle like the wealthy woman's neck. Just to say, don't you know? Fish a dum dum dum, they chase anything that glitters. I like it. I think, I think the song is quite shiny <laughs> and delightful. <laughs> And so we decided to move this from the filler songs because it really wasn't a filler song. It really was Mm -hmm. a villain song because this is uh, Tomatia, Tomatio, uh, where he... Tomatio, the the tomato (laughs) salsa pepper. (laughs) He he isn't a crab. He's a Tomatio. There you go. (laughs) Tomatoa. Okay, shut up. (laughs) Because Tomatella has decided that he wants to be glam, and I and I'm here for it. This is not one of my favorite songs. I'm sorry, I don't like him. I think he's a weird character. It's <laughs> fine. You can be weird, but just the song is weird. I I remember watching it first time in theaters and being like, "What?" Like I, I think <laughs> the fact that it's the shiny. I just don't like the lyric "shiny." It's just so weird to me. It's just not my okay. thing. So. I, I know I'm a minority in this because uh, yeah. Toa has you are a cult following. <laughs> well, you I are. think that yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I think that the I I do agree though that this song does will come a little bit out of nowhere because he's not the full out villain. And while some of my favorite villain songs are like this is the guy or gal that we are going up against, and this is going to be a big a big feat in order to beat them. And even just beating him, it wasn't beating him. They just distracted him and kind of went away. So it wasn't like a full out 
villain encounter but it works for me for the song itself i think it's fun yeah i mean this is for another day but i think maui is more of a villain he's he's an antagonist but he's kind of villain-esque until he turns around but for another day we can talk about that so okay so morgan tell me what is your are we gonna do top five top ten what do you want to do so as we've been going, I have been creating a list and I probably need to move it around a little bit more, but do you have a list? I do have a list. Okay. So let's have I you go start. first because I need to call mine to top five. Okay. My number five is going to be world's greatest criminal mind. I Excellent. absolutely love that song. Vincent I, well, Price. I love him. Vincent Price just does epic on it. So good. Number four, Mad Madam Mim. Because <laughs> she's so good. Awesome. I absolutely love her. Uh, number three, Cruella DeVille. It ha- she's stuck around this long. You got to put her up in your top five. Or at least I have to. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we're looking at number two, be prepared because the song, the first songs that I think of when I think of villain songs, he definitely comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Number one, poor unfortunate souls. So sad. So okay. Ursula gets my number one. All right. So my list, number five, mother knows best. Number okay. four, be prepared so good Good. number three gaston i just love everything about that song i think it's so great number two world's greatest criminal mind i just have a lot of really great nostalgia associated with that (laughs) i always loved listening to that and watching that one and when we were going through it i just i couldn't bump it lower i just love it so much and number one the epitome of all villain songs yodel a no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) thank you poor unfortunate souls it's so good it it moves the plot along in a way that you can't it it, that none of these other ones really do it's so Mm -hmm. crucial it's so ursula it's so bad it's it's great and so it's no surprise that it's number one on both of our lists well we want to find out what you guys think do you think that we are completely off which songs would you have thrown in which songs would you have thrown out of your top five, let's find out. Let us know. You can go to rotoscopers.com slash Instagram and check out our Instagram page. You can also go to rotoscopers.com slash 223 to check out our full list there. So for our next episode, all of this villain talk got me thinking about our favorite villains and the children of our favorite villains. Uh I did not grow up watching The Descendants, but there is an animated special that recently came out. A it's few only weeks within ago. the last like 10 years. <laughs> shh, shh, quite. <laughs> we did not grow up watching these. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been around. Uh, you're inter- interrupting me. It's been around, like, <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. So, no, okay, whatever. Uh, and since there is an animated special that is happening, I thought, you know what? I need to give these movies a chance. So I watched all of them. And now I think it is high time that we review a Descendants film. We're going to jump straight to the end, which is kind of a short TV special, Descendants, A Royal Wedding. 
So Chelsea has only seen the first one, so she's going to have to get on it. She can choose to watch two or three or just skip straight ahead. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just go straight to the royal wedding. Because I have lots of thoughts about this film, and I need okay. to talk to someone about it. So okay. as I normally do, when that happens, I make Chelsea watch what I want her to watch, and then we talk about it. So <laughs> that is going to be our it next episode. <laughs> In the last week, there's been at least two things that you're like, no, do this so I can talk to you about Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm going to put it on air, guys. I have been telling (laughs) Chelsea for years to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. She won't do it. And something happened the other day where I sent her a gift or I sent her something and it was like, Chelsea... It's no, time. it's because we were watch- I was watching a, a reel on Instagram, and there was this guy who was the voice oh, yes. of Zuko. Rufio was also the voice of Zuko, who's also the voice of the nerd in Goofy Movie. Yo, CC, talk okay. to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw one, like a, a thing from him, which I thought was amazing. And I was like, what? It's the same person? So my mind was blown. So since Chelsea watched that reel, she has now been reeled in (laughs) to watching Avatar The Last Airbender. So I'm unofficially adding that to the calendar. So if you haven't seen the TV series, now is a great time to do it. It is on Netflix, so you can binge it all because they are making a live action TV series. So you need to get up on your source material, Chelsea. But before we do, we're going to be doing Descendants of Royal Wedding and having a great time at that. So that's all we have for today. Until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. There's not a lag on this one. Did you notice? On StreamYard, yeah, there's not. On StreamYard, there's not a lag. On Zoom, there is. Let's do it again. I just want to test it out. Okay. One, three, two, three. Wait. Three, two, one. We, we are, are the Rotoscopers. rotoscopers. Oh, maybe maybe <laughs> there was a lag. No, we're just we're just lagging ourselves. <laughs> we are the Rotoscopers. We are the Rotoscopers. Cool. <laughs> You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews.